Hello, hello, my name is Kaylin, and I am a mindset coach who is super passionate about getting in the right headspace, becoming the most productive, and setting intentional routines to make sure you are able to keep a healthy work-life balance. Welcome to the Attempted Self-Creatic Podcast. I'm so excited to get to know you. If you struggle with anything from organizing your business to ensuring you are getting in your daily me time, feel free to stick around and become the self-creatic I know you are. Happy, happy Halloween, everybody. I'm so excited. This is my absolute favorite holiday all year. Seriously, I have no plans for today, unfortunately. I am working a 12-hour shift. But I might have, like, a wine night with one of my good friends. So we'll see how that goes. Nothing too spooky spooky, though. So it's been a while since I have uploaded. I have been... Oh my gosh, doing so much in my personal life. Let's see, I bought a house. I picked up my sister to come visit us up here. Uh, she was up here for two weeks, actually. And just running around, tra- uh, like taking her to Seattle because she wanted to check out Seattle. And going other places. Unpacking the house. I have just been like losing my mind all the while working a full-time job. <laughs> And, like, this full-time job takes up 12 hours a day. It's not technically, like, five-day-a-week, but, oh my gosh. It can be super exhausting, especially when you are entertaining someone. And not that I have a problem with it, exactly. It's just, as an introvert, sometimes I just need some me time. And I found myself, like, this whole time just doing Instagram stuff. And (laughs) it's like, okay, I need to take some breaks from Instagram, And so I did. And we'll actually talk a bit about that in this episode. But I just wanted to kind of like catch up on what all has been happening in my life. And because I've just been so busy, I've not been putting the time I should be into the blog, into the podcast. But starting this week, well, the past few weeks, actually, I've been doing more work on it. So I figured what better time to start uploading and being more active on my blog and all that than my favorite holiday. (laughs) So again, happy Halloween. And I'm excited to get into today's topic, which is positive mindset tricks, especially for entrepreneurs. I think these, uh, this can be super, super helpful. And of course, today I brought 13 because lucky number 13 on Halloween it just makes perfect sense to me so without further ado I just want to say that I think it's kind of ironic right that like as a coach we still have troubles with keeping our mindsets in check like we literally still need to keep them positive a lot of the time But it's not so simple. And there are all kinds of coaches, right? There are career coaches. There are relationship coaches. There are business coaches, blogging coaches, all kinds of coaches. And we all have like great techniques on keeping up mindset, especially in a business mindset. But we still all feel imposter syndrome sometimes, right? Like (laughs) mindset is everything that we do absolutely everything like getting up in the morning if you're going to bed like 
we all feel burnout as well. And I'm just going to downright say it. Like, we can be lazy, and we feel lazy, and that's all right. And we're allowed to have those days because sometimes we just need a break, especially if we're always on, oh, if we're always working on our business, and if we don't exactly know how to keep ourselves from, like, the work-life balance aspect. But on those days that we really just need to get work done, like, you have a bunch of calls you need to do, you need to schedule some stuff um, for, like, your social media, or you want to type out more for your blog... I mean, come on, you know, we're all running a business. How can we get our mindset in place when it just isn't there? And before I give these tricks, I just have some questions that I want you to ask yourself. One, am I struggling too much for perfection rather than making progress? Two, Am I having problems with time management, like focusing too much on just one aspect of my business? Three, are there any tasks I'm procrastinating on, including in my personal life, away from my coaching, from my business? Yes, I'm talking about your laundry. (laughs) That's there. Four, am I feeling lonely and slash or isolated? Am I having trouble delegating certain tasks to others? Six, am I paying too much attention to the vanity metrics, likes, shares, comments? Seven, am I doubting my ability to run a successful business? And am I worried I'm not actually worthy or all that knowledgeable when it comes to what I coach on? If you answered yes to any of these questions... I think it is safe to say that you need some help on parts of your mindset. So let's go ahead and get to work. And starting with trick number one, take a step back from social media. We all know that social media right now, like the phenomenon, it's a fairly large part of marketing for business. I think I saw some kind of uh, statistic where it said that was it like 80% of people who were pulled in this specific survey said that they were going to buy their Christmas gifts off of Instagram. Isn't that wild? Like, we have all kinds of freaking social media. There's Instagram, there's Twitter, we have Facebook, we have LinkedIn, we have Reddit, we have Pinterest, etc., etc., etc. Wow, there's so much, right? And it probably comes as no surprise that, like, we see correlations and possible causations between certain mental illnesses like depression and anxiety, along with the rise of social media. Rise of social media, rise of certain mental illnesses. I mean, I know I am not the only one who feels pressure from social media, especially because when you are starting out on a business, you are always hearing that you need to show up every day. Oh, yes, post on your story every day. Post Instagram, uh, post whatever every single day. And we, like, all kinds of new content is rolling out. Like, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. And reels are huge right now, and they're starting to push them out on Facebook. 
or meta, whatever it's going by now. And you know, with with all those feelings aside of having to just show up on social media, I think it's time that, you know, you you allow yourself to let go of social media and give yourself some extra boundaries, like you would do with any sort of relationship. But Kaylin, how do I do that? Social media is there whether I like it or not. I agree. And my friend, that's the point, right? Social media is still going to be there in the morning. It will be there in a few hours from now, given that there's not another outage. Am I right, Mark Zuckerberg? I'm looking at you. But here are some ways that you can start setting boundaries with your social media accounts. One, you can schedule all your posts ahead of time through apps like Later, Facebook Business Suite, and Plan Only. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Plan Only. <laughs> I personally really like Facebook Business Suite because you can also schedule your stories ahead of time, including video stories. So like if you want to take the weekends off, for instance, just have that stuff scheduled ahead of time if you are someone who likes posting seven days a week. Another thing you can do is set aside a specific part of your day when you go on social media and work on engagement. Like maybe 10 to 12 every single day, or Monday through Friday, or Monday through Thursday, whatever your work week looks like. I also really recommend that you choose one or two days out of the week where you just don't touch any form of social media at all. Like your weekends, Saturday, Sunday for a lot of people. This is something that I recently did, seriously, like a few days ago. I was like, okay, it's time to do it. Delete any and all social media apps from your phone. And yes, this is to make you go on social media the old-fashioned way so that when you're bored and you're just kind of sitting there, you don't immediately go to your phone and scroll through Facebook or Reddit. Like, I'm on Reddit all the time. Well, not anymore since I deleted it, but I was always reading, am I the asshole? (laughs) Like, oof, way too much freaking time on there. Another way to do this is make a rule on what times that you just do not go on social media at all. Like, adding it to your morning routine, where you complete your whole morning routine first, and then you don't do social media until you are completely done with it. And also, making sure to add to your bedtime routine as well, that... You know, before you start your routine, before you go to bed, you're just done with social media. A lot of people do like nine to fives to social media um, or allowing them to do social media stuff because that's like typical business stuff. And here's a bonus tip. Just because so many people, I think it's like 80% or so of people will like immediately check their notifications as they wake up. And that's because so many of us including myself, use our cell phones for um, the alarm clock in the morning. So get like an old-fashioned alarm clock separate from your phone so that you're not tempted to check your phone notification immediately in the morning. And that means keeping your cell phone across the room, charging or out in the living room, a lot of people do, just so they don't have their cell phone in the room. This also helps with sleeping, but that's for a whole other discussion. 
now that we've touched on the first trick, take a back from social take a step back from social media. Let's talk about the second one, which is having a heart to heart with your ego. If you're into spirituality at all, you're probably familiar with um, this this idea that there are two distinct parts of ourselves, the ego and the higher self. The ego is the conscious and the higher self is the subconscious. So the higher self, right, is always pushing us in the direction of living our best and most aligned life. Here you're hearing from your intuition, um, you're being pushed past your comfort zone, you're trying new things, you are just getting prepared to absolutely live your best life. The ego is always pushing you away from danger. Like some some typical example you'd hear anywhere is it make sure that you're checking both ways before you cross the street. It's making sure that you meet up with any random strangers online in a public place instead of just immediately going to their house. And a lot of the time, you know, we appreciate our ego. We need it to keep us safe. But it can also warn us on things that it just perceives as danger. Or things that make us feel uncomfortable or things that are unfamiliar. And so it stops us from doing these things because it's afraid that we're in danger. And that's why we need to start talking to our ego. Like, have you ever heard some inner dialogue say something like, Oh, this business is never going to be successful. I don't know why I ever thought I'd be able to start up my own career. I'll never be able to leave a 9 to 5. Yeah, that's your ego definitely talking to you. When you hear this, it's time to practice some compassion and have a serious conversation with your ego. And there are a few ways that you can do this. Um, the three that I think are super powerful, just off the top of my head. Meditation, journaling, and using affirmations. With meditation, you will want to be visualizing your ego and having a conversation with it. And this is a technique I actually learned from Catherine Zinkina, a manifestation babe on Instagram. I absolutely love her. She suggests seeing your ego as a wounded child. So when you are with your ego, you hear it out, you validate its feelings, and you let it know that you are safe. And you give it appreciation for keeping you safe and saying... You know, you have your job to keep me safe and you're doing it amazingly. I have my job to make sure that we are doing the best that we possibly can. So let's continue to do our job. We want to work with our ego. And when you do journaling, it's basically the same as the visualizing the meditation part of it all. Because you're going to be writing down all of your thoughts that you are hearing from your ego and all the feelings that your ego is feeling. Because you want to hear your ego out. You want to validate its feelings and tell it, you know, it's not exactly wrong to have these feelings. You understand that it's trying to protect you and you love your ego all the more for that. From there, though, you can start working on the kind of more negative thoughts that you're hearing from your ego. Um, especially the ones that aren't serving you at all and actually kind of hindering you from becoming your best self. 
and write this all out. Have a conversation with yourself through a piece of paper. With affirmations, I think that you should tie this in with journaling or meditation. Honestly, I do all three just because I think it's the most helpful, at least for me, in getting all of my feelings out. But with the affirmations, it takes a bit more time, which is why I do suggest using it with another method. Because affirmations, it's like over time, you're repeating this, self, repeating this to yourself, repeating this to yourself, repeating this to yourself until you do believe it. And that's how affirmations work. It might help your ego calm down for a little bit, but again, you want to be constantly practicing this with other techniques. So third technique, visualize your future. Seriously, like visualizing is so incredibly crucial for mindset work. Just find a nice, quiet space. Take 15 minutes to sit or lie down with your eyes closed. And just picture the future. Now, this future can be a week from now, six months from now, six years from now, however long. You can make it more specific, like maybe the launch day for your next course. Or the morning that you start following a new routine. And visualization does work. Because it puts you in that headspace, like you have already reached a specific goal and that you're already living that part of your life. And it might help you figure out like little steps and tricks that you are wanting to incorporate. And it helps you get into, you know, that direction because you're like, oh, oh, that's how I was doing it. Fourth trick is coming back to your why. And you're going to hear this a lot. Because it it can be so easy to be caught in the constant negativity that is coming from your ego. Especially surrounding everything from like eating habits to your business. So when you catch yourself in this cycle, oh, I don't even understand why I'm trying to, you know, switch to cleaner eating. I don't understand why I'm trying to start up a business. I have no credibility here. You need to get back to the roots of why you are doing what you're doing. So if you are changing your eating habits because you're wanting to live a healthier, longer life, that's your why. You're wanting to live healthier, longer life. Starting a business because you wanted to choose your own schedule and be around your family more often and be more present. And there are several ways that you can keep your my, uh, your why in your mind all the time, just constantly. One, you can make a vision board. Two, you can write a list on a piece of paper. Three, just keep sticky notes all around your house, especially in places that you frequent, your desk, your kitchen, your bathroom, your bedroom, wherever. Four, you can decorate the front of like your daily journal or your gratitude journal to kind of reflect your why. Kind of like a vision board, but directly drawn or pasted on your journals. And five, set a photo, any kind of photo as a reminder on of your screen, like as your screensaver. So for instance, starting a business because you want to spend more time with your family, 
put your favorite family photo on a vacation you guys went to and just look at that whenever you start to feel I guess a bit like ugh about your business like ego all up in your mind fifth trick I have for you stay open-minded so when I was 18 years old I was going to university to become an English teacher for high school And because of a lot of mental health struggles that I was going through, everything changed. Absolutely everything. After the first semester, I ended up dropping out of all my classes. And I didn't even go to most of my classes that first semester. There was no plan after that. Like, literally, since I was in elementary school, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I loved reading, I loved writing, and English just came easy to me, that that whole subject. And I was always pushed into education, 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 because my family, you know, they didn't go to college. My parents didn't graduate from high school. So when I, fi- when I graduated high school with uh, honors, like all honors, AP classes, I think like 17 college credits, and because of mental health and problems with depression specifically, I couldn't fulfill that. And I just felt so lost. Like, what the hell am I doing? I had no future after that. I saw nothing. It took quite a bit of time for me to let myself just live life as it was happening. And it took a while. But in that process of learning to live with all of the curveballs that came my way, I find out that, you know, how much misery had bottled up inside of me was because I was holding on to the expectations that I was going to be a teacher. And every day that I wasn't doing anything to help lead me into becoming a teacher was, you know, hurting me more and more. And I've learned even more that, you know, goals are absolutely great to set and strive for. Absolutely. But you need to let yourself know while you are in that goal setting and the growth process that you need to have space for allowing other events to happen. Because if we allow room for any like space between our goals, things can and will turn out the way that they need to. But you're not going to be hurting if some random thing happens in between. I mean, not to say that, obviously, if if something like a family death happens or you lose scholarship to school, like that, that's going to hurt. Because that's the thing, like life is all over the place. Sometimes there are things that are out of your control. You may plan for something and it just ends up going in a completely different direction. Like, how many of us are in the spot that we thought we would be five years ago? One year ago, even. I know I'm not. But this is completely okay. You know, this is completely normal. And actually quite expected. So once you learn to embrace the unexpected in life, there's not going to be room for misery. Especially consistent misery. Trick number six is look for motivation and not comparison. We all have our role models. You know, whether it be an actor from your favorite movie 
or a teacher who inspired you in like eighth grade. There's someone who has motivated you at least once in your life. And I want you to try and think back to that moment when whoever really lit a fire inside of you. Like that moment that just completely changed the course of your life. If you are following some people on social media and you find yourself feeling the exact same way, you know, like ultra encouraged, super inspired, like you could run a marathon because of all the energy that you have inside of you from this moment. You're in the right place. But if you find yourself feeling, you know, sad, um, anger towards yourself or other people, especially this person on social media, or any other feeling that has like a lower vibration than what feels good to you, you need to unfollow that person like 10 years ago. And I do say that kind of in jest, like mostly. A lot of the time we find someone who totally hypes us up one day. And the next day we feel like serious FOMO and envy. If you feel like this person hypes you up more often than not, you know what, maybe they do belong there to help motivate you. But if you find yourself constantly comparing your life with theirs and not getting any type of positivity off of that account, you just need to say goodbye to them. Like go through your social media and just do a complete purge of accounts that don't give you any kind of like hype in your life because as your coach slash your online doctor and for legal purposes I'm not actually a doctor just know this I'd probably diagnose you with some serious comparisonitis and this can only be fixed by that social media detox and a serious mindset shift like in all seriousness though it's really no secret that most people posting on social media, you know, have carefully planned out what they're doing. Instagram, I think, is one of the easier and more notorious ones um, to point out when it comes to, like, a perfectly curated feed. You see what they want you to see. And a lot of the time, we aren't seeing the total truth of a certain situation. There's touch-ups, there's filters, uh, there's weird lighting you know, angles, like, it's okay. (laughs) We know that Instagram is fake. And I know that going into that, you know. But sometimes in the moment when you're just looking at it, it it can make you feel like crap. And I've definitely followed accounts like that. But again, just do a social media purge. Get rid of any accounts, any pages you follow, uh, subreddits, wherever you're at. (laughs) Get rid of the ones that just don't serve any purpose to you at all tip number seven is be proactive now i stole this off of miriam webster (laughs) the definition of proactive is as follows acting in anticipation of future problems needs or changes so why is being proactive important to keeping a positive mindset Proactivity in work helps because it creates backup plans for like any troubles that may come up. And like let's let's be real, <laughs> right? Troubles will absolutely come up. But if you have processes in place, like this will help you save time and lower the stress whenever this problem um arises, like if you have any stress at all. And with your pro- proactivity, like 
the more proactive you are, there has been you know, studies that show that people who tend to be more proactive also have more confidence. Because you know that in difficult situations, you already have that backup plan in place. So I'm just going to say good for you and good for you being able to foresee the future. Trick number eight that I have is avoiding victim mentality. Now, I found this fantastic site, I believe it's called Healthline, um, where they, they sum up the um, top three beliefs on what exactly like is part of ment- uh, victim mentality. One, bad things happen and will keep happening. Two, other people or circumstances are to blame. Three, any efforts to create change will fail, so there's no point in trying. And I want to be very, very clear here that there are absolutely victims in this world. Victims are people who truly have suffered at the hands of someone else and had slash have no control over certain situations. We're talking racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, etc. Right? These are all very much real and living in this world. And these are incredibly grueling incredibly grueling obstacles to overcome. Like you can't really change your race, right? <laughs> so with a victim mentality, it's like we are giving other people or events the power to take our power away. An example I say of this is saying something like Well, the teacher gave me an F on this test, as opposed to, I got an F on this test. On this test, look, the F was earned by you, right? There are some steps that you could have taken to avoid this in the future, like studying more often, working with a friend to review more material, um, taking more notes, especially more thorough notes, setting up a meeting with the teacher to go over material, you could have gone to bed earlier, maybe you were just super tired, or you're playing video games. We've all done that. And lastly, like, double-checking the work on your test. There are things that you could have changed. There were things in your control there. And of course, there are other things that you can be doing. Those are just kind of, like, off the top of my head. And of course, like, there could be other obstacles in this situation that might make it a bit more difficult, like... Let's say someone um, has a learning disability. In that case, we would need to reach out for more support from other people, parents, um, primary care physician if you have one, other things like that. But there are ways to help in these situations. And in the end, it's really just about knowing that you have done everything in your power and actually just acknowledging that you have power. I mean, what's that saying? I... I accept all the things that I can control and understand that there are things that are out of my control. Something like that. (laughs) I obviously don't know that. (laughs) Trick number nine is practicing gratitude and specifically practicing gratitude daily. Like gratitude will change your life. Like seriously. There have been a lot of studies, um, including one that I found on a Harvard that they talked about, Harvard website that they talked about. It shows that focusing on positive aspects of your life will keep you feeling happier and overall more in love with your life. 
While on the other hand, if you focus on more of the negative, you're going to feel as though your life is just lacking and that nothing but bad happens in your life. The best way to practice gratitude is to include a gratitude journal in your morning routine. Like literally just keep a small notebook next to your bed and as soon as your alarm goes off, go ahead and write 10 things that you are grateful for. And this could be anything. Your body, the birds singing outside, the fact that you have internet connection. This is a great exercise to remind you of even smaller things that like we just take for granted every day. Trick number 10, stay true to your values. Recently, I actually had a conversation with a friend slash a fellow coach after she took a few months off of her coaching business. She had just completely burnt herself out because she found herself so focused on a certain value that she saw a lot of other coaches were focusing on. And it's not like she consciously took this up as a value herself and was working towards this, but it just kind of happened. But when she took a step back, right, she realized that she had fallen a bit away from the core values of what she wanted in her business and what she wanted her business to be. She's come back now. She's posting on her blog some more. She's posting on Instagram because she found like the love that she had of her work again because she found her core values and she's reconnected with them. For you to feel inspired and positive in the work you are doing, you should be focusing on the core values of your business. Like, why did you start this business? What is the foundation of your business actually set on? I suggest making a list of values that you find important to your business. Because whenever you are feeling yourself like falling away from those, you can always refer back to those and make sure that you're on the path that you want it to be. And if you're feeling a bit unsure of values or need like extra inspo on the words to use, I'm going to leave a website that I use sometimes when I'm like, I need that extra little boost. So I'll link that down below. And hopefully that will help you feel more inspired and get back on track with your own values. Trick number 11 is investing in yourself. Like we are all investing in our business in one way or another. Like, I know that I'm paying for email services, I'm paying for the um, my website domain, I'm paying for the website builder. I have my website on, like, any courses that you are running, any courses that you purchase to help you with your business, right? And here's the truth. Cold, hard facts, spitting. We need to invest in ourselves as people, like, just as much as investing in our business, you are 100% allowed to spoil yourself. And sometimes it can be difficult to get this settled in our heads, right? Like, if it makes you feel better, you can absolutely connect whatever in the way that you choose to spoil yourself to your business. I was recently listening to um, an episode of Jenna Kutcher's podcast, Gold Digger. And I think this was like episode 508. Um, And she just talks about like how to like 17, I think it was 17 things in your business that you should um, celebrate, like launching your course or getting an email from 
a customer or a client who really enjoyed your content. Fantastic. Absolutely love the episode. Yeah, absolutely go check it out if you feel like you need more inspiration. But here's some ideas of how that um, you can invest in yourself. You can get nice skincare products, get yourself comfortable workout clothes, buy yourself a personal development course. I just did this recently, actually. Get yourself a life or business coach or mindset coach, of, of course, like myself. Set yourself up with a budget. Um, and yes, this is like a budget, like rent, food, car insurance, all stuff like that. It's like really great to invest in a budget with yourself. You can do a spa day with some friends. You can set aside extra money in your savings. You can get a gym membership at a gym you've been eyeing for a while. Taking any kind of community classes on like, you know, maybe learning a new language. Um, gardening is great, especially if you want to, like if you've been looking into growing your own food. And buying books, and I'm talking any kind of books, fiction books, nonfiction books, self-help, again, language learning. If you want to learn a bit more about science, like, go for it. I just recently bought myself, like, five new books. I didn't need them, but I wanted them. <laughs> and I think it's funny because we feel so bad about spending money on ourselves, especially for spending money on ourselves over spending money on others. You're allowed to gift yourself something nice. Once you do it, just take a deep breath. You deserve what you are giving to yourself. Like, seriously. And if you really, really feel a bit icky about spending money on yourself, maybe donate to a charity of your choice afterwards. You know, like a charity that you've been following for a while, you've been meaning to donate to. Hell, that could be a way of investing in yourself. Perhaps. Trick number 12 is having a healthy work-life balance. And I know, I know, one week you're like feeling all of the inspiration and the next week you are just feeling nothing at all. No inspiration. I'm the exact same way. And that's why it's tough to hear this sometimes, right? You need to take a break from your business. Like give yourself times in the day where you just do not touch your work at all, not even a little bit. You might be thinking, but, but Caitlin, what if I have a great idea and sudden inspiration? I don't want to lose it. You know, I feel like that will really do something for my business. My dear friend, make a note in the notes app of your phone. Send yourself a text message with all the information that you're thinking about. If you are in your off time from work. And leave like literally every single last note, every thought of this inspiration that came to your mind, just leave it in the notes. And I suggest, you know, maybe setting aside uh, one or two days, like for an hour or so, 20 minutes or so, uh, when you are on your quote unquote on time for work to revisit these ideas uh, and then, you know, decide if you want to put those into action then, if you feel like it actually was a great idea but literally just keep the boundary where you are working at this time and you are not working at this time. And another great way to keep the two separate um, and balanced, I think, is by creating pre and post work routines. And these are going to be different from your morning and bedtime routines, just to be sure. 
Um, soon I'll actually be talking more about work-life balance and getting into the different routines. But these are going to be like literally before and after work. They're not going to be as you wake up and go to sleep. In these routines, you should be having like a specific meditation that you do or an affirmation you say. Like Maybe you make a cup of coffee and read a book for 20 minutes that's like relevant to work, whatever. Even just sitting in your car and breathing for 10 minutes. Just find something to separate your time from your work time. Finally, to lucky number trick 13. And I think this one is super important. So keep your pants on. Just hold them up. Woo. Got this. Connect with other entrepreneurs. Like, after talking to some other women in business, I've realized that a lot of the time, we all feel fairly lonely and isolated. Not a lot of people around us in person really will understand the ups and downs of trying to start up your own business or working through your business. Like, my fiancé literally at least once a week is like, I, I don't I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, what is coaching? Why are you on Instagram? Why, why are you posting that on Instagram? Why is that important? Why are you talking about that? Does, does that really matter to them? He just doesn't understand anything about social media marketing he doesn't understand anything about coaching his business. It's a bit comical, although sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't need to understand, babe. Just support. <laughs> and I, I have tried to explain a few times, but it's just difficult for him to grasp because he's just, he's not working in the middle of it. And when I've tried to explain it to other friends, especially like best friends, they also don't really get it. Because they're not doing the same work. And it can be really difficult to connect with that. Like, humans, we like to compartmentalize anything and everything in our lives. Because this helps us understand the world around us. They understand, you know, the business aspect. But it can be difficult for them to understand, like, the whole pie of business. Like, there's marketing, there's content creation, the coaching, editing, finances, emails, like, everything. And because of this, like, let's keep us from being isolated or feeling isolated. Because we're definitely not alone in this. There are tons of entrepreneurs out there. Find yourself some business buddies. They get what you're going through. And they're probably going through a lot of the same stuff that you are. And the awesome part about finding business buddies is that you have someone, you know, to talk business with. But you're not just stuck to only talking about the business stuff. I've definitely had wine nights and coffee chats over Zoom with a lot of business buddies. Like, we've talked about everything from content creation, like, using Canva. Oh my gosh, Instagram algorithm. Oh my god, I need to be posting on Pinterest. Like, we've talked all of that. But we've also shared things in, like, our personal lives. Like, um, if we've had fights with our significant others. Like, how our kids are doing. What kind of meals we made. I have made some really strong relationships through connecting with women in business. And you can find these buddies like anywhere. Facebook groups, you can find them on Instagram. You can find them on courses that you're taking. Like literally, they are everywhere. 
And to move on from this, while I end this whole, you know, tricks about keeping a positive mindset, right? How can we keep on top of this? I just want to say, you don't always have to be positive. You just don't. Like, you are a person. I get that, and I hope that you get that as well. You're going to have bad days, and there are going to be days you just don't feel like doing anything at all. These tips and tricks that I gave you, these are just tools to add to your tool belt so you can help build positive habits in your life just so you can start having more positive days than negative days. And that's what's going to happen. Like, we need to validate that there are negatives. It's just like talking to your ego. Validate the negatives and tell it, well, you know what? We're working together, though. Let me help you out with this. So my challenge to you is to try all of these tips and tricks at least once. And then choose at least three of these tools to strengthen, to be yours So that you always have something in your back pocket to just whip out and change your whole day around. And of course, if you would like more support with honing some of these skills, I'd absolutely love to um, talk to you. I have um, my Instagram link below. It's Kaylin Bjorn. I've changed it to my first and last name on Instagram there. Or we can always just set up a 30-minute call and just chat about life. I would love to do that. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. Again, happy, happy Halloween. I hope you're listening to all the spooks out there passing out candy to kids, possibly scaring children, whatever your bag is. But um, just be careful and safe out there. And I really appreciate you letting me be a part of your self-care journey. Goodbye.